Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. And we welcome in, as we do every week, Matt Stinchcomb, who joins us every Thursday here on The Fan 680-93.7 FM. Stinch! It was a biggie last week. It's a biggie this week. It's a biggie next week. All of them are biggies now for the Georgia Bulldogs. Still number two in the college football playoff rankings. I don't think Kirby cares. I don't think most dog fans care. But uh, being uh, tested last week by the Missouri Tigers, a good run game. They uh, allowed 151 yards rushing, did the dogs. And now Quinshawn Junkins and his uh, ability to do a lot of damage on the ground coming in with Jackson Dart throwing the ball and Lane Kiffin calling the plays. This is setting itself up for a biggie in Athens, the final home game for the Dogs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of the conversation has been around the Ole Miss offense. And, you know, Trey Harris, a wide receiver, a guy that was not a very heralded recruit coming out of high school that's proven to be one of the more dangerous receivers in the conference out wide. You know, he's really emerged. That was a question mark for the Rebels coming into seasons. You know, who's going to be their primary receivers? You know, that guy's a weapon. I mean, he makes these ridiculous Ricky Pearsall-type catches. And Judkins just now kind of rounding into form, it feels like, in the second half of the season. First half, it was really quiet. People were talking maybe Heisman hopes for him. It, it really didn't get off the ground um, on that side of the ball anyway from the rushing standpoint. But he's starting to get rolling. To me, though, the game really is more about the Georgia offense and the Ole Miss defense. And, and part of this is a function of teams faced. But, you know, statistically, Georgia is far more, in almost every way, is more productive than Ole Miss, uh, other than rushing numbers. And even then, they're almost as productive from a scoring standpoint. So the biggest disparity in this game is – Potentially, anyway, the Georgia offense facing the Ole Miss defense. We know that you know, they got in a shootout versus LSU and were able to win that one. But the question will be more along the lines, going into it anyway, can this Ole Miss defense get some stops versus versus the Georgia offense? Georgia, of course, can't get out of its own way sometimes, um, especially on some of the third manageable downs. Um, but they definitely played a more efficient clip the past couple of weeks. I do think Georgia can get some stops uh, when they're on the field defensively. Not a question will be, can the Rebels stop Georgia when they need to uh, in this game, as much as the conversation centers around Kiffin and, and his offense. Stinch, I know it doesn't matter that Georgia's ranked number two, but it's always great debate. If Georgia is to win this weekend, Ohio State plays a really bad Michigan State team. Do you see the dogs jumping to, uh, to the top of the college football yeah. playoff rankings? <laughs> You know, you would think. I mean, as it is right now, guys, I can't really make heads or tails of, of what the committee is talking about because you have Ohio State at number one because of quote-unquote resume. Okay. I mean, they've, they've got these huge wins over Penn State and Notre Dame, a quickly deteriorating Notre Dame team that's that's now, uh, what, at three losses now? Yeah, three losses. So, and should be four, right? I mean, this is – they narrowly escaped. I shouldn't say should be. Easily could be four. Uh, narrowly escaping Duke um, at Duke. So, you know, this is it's. Are they a great team? I don't think they are. I don't know that that's a great win. It's a three-point win. But regardless, that's the thing. And but then you've got Georgia at two, and they had Georgia at two before they beat Missouri. Well, what is that? It can't, it's got to be the eye test, I guess. I mean, you beat two formerly ranked teams 
and Florida was ranked at one point in time, hard to believe, and then Kentucky. So at least they had played some ranked teams. Michigan at number three, and Michigan at the point at that point hadn't played a single team that was ever ranked in the entire season, including the AP poll preseason, where we're just making stuff up. They still hadn't played any teams that were ever ranked, and yet they were at three. And somehow, somehow you've got FSU and then Washington at number five. Washington, albeit the eye test doesn't look so great, they've got the best win of any team that's ranked right now and that's in striking distance of the top four with that win over Oregon. And so it's like you put Ohio State at one because of resume. Then how in the world can you justify putting Washington at five? The, The same reasoning it easily you could say, well, then Washington should be number one. They've got the best win, but they aren't because why? Because of the eye test. It's just it, somehow it's um, it's like they're setting it up so that ideally you'll have a really highly ranked Big Ten matchup um, at the end of the season, and, and you know maybe that ends up happening. You know, Michigan finally plays a team this week, so we'll find out just how good the Wolverines are. I guess, I guess, because there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of pushback to be had on that Michigan on that Michigan schedule until maybe they face Ohio State. Georgia, 39 points a game. Stinch, Ole Miss, 38 points a game. They put up 38 last week against Texas A&M. Do you see Lane Kiffin taking shots early, trying to put some stress on the dogs' defense? Uh, dogs do a very good job of coming up with some interceptions, but uh, with the injury to uh, Jamon Dumas-Johnson in the linebacking core, do you see him maybe being a, a little bit, and you say a little bit more because he's always aggressive, you know, maybe taking some aggressive shots earlier in the game to maybe try to be a tone-setting coach in this game in Athens? I think it makes sense. I think you always want to be able to do that. You know, the biggest the biggest thing, and, and the idea would be to try to take the crowd out of it, but the big piece, and it's it will forever and always be true, is when you're playing on the road, you got to be able to run the football. you got to play solid special teams. You can't forfeit, you know, the, the hidden yardage, quote-unquote, in the game. But you got to be able to run the football. And it's really hard for these teams that are pass-oriented uh, in an environment where you're kind of hanging out your front, the defense has an advantage, especially if you get off the bus throwing. Um, they have to be able to run it well. But it makes total sense to try to hit some plays early. Not only does that typically take a crowd out of it, you know, a big play, nothing has an effect. You know, a long drive, yeah, that will quiet a crowd over time. But if it's if it's a couple of third downs, well, you know, the crowd will probably try to get back into it on a third down. But if you're just ripping off 20-yard plays, 15, 20, hit a 30-yard or whatever it is, those big chunk plays, the crowd doesn't recover that great, you know, especially during that possession. And it can have this shock value. So if you can hit big ones early on the road, it's got this, you know, kind of chilling effect on what could otherwise be, you know, the 12th man that an influence that uh, the fan base can have. And we've seen, you know, Sanford Stadium in the past, um, what, five years at least, where they affect games. Teams come in there and they have a procedure penalties. The defense influences some of that too. It's not an easy place to play. It wasn't always that way, but it certainly is now, and it's been proven pretty persistently. If you can get that out or remove that element, then, uh, of course, that kind of levels the playing field if you're the away team in Athens. 
Well, we have a whole lot of narratives going into this game. Georgia trying to stay unbeaten. Lane Kiffin and his offense. Friendship between Kirby and Lane Kiffin. Two quarterbacks. Dog defense. Dog running game. Quinshawn Junkins. I mean, it is a lot going into this game. A powerhouse. Mega powers, if you will, in the SEC showing up in Athens. And we look forward to catching up with you next week to see what the outcome yields for the dogs down the road. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Matt Stinchcomb. He joins us every week here in the locker room on the fan, 680-93-7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, Please contact us at AtlantaRamjack.com.